Hi guys, my name is Hershey Petty and I'm one of the casting producers for Disney Plus's new series, The Quest. The Quest is based on a popular ABC show from about five years ago and it's a groundbreaking immersive reality series where reality and fantasy collide, giving real people the opportunity to inhabit a magical fairy tale world being created in a European castle and the land surrounding it. We are looking for teenagers aged 13 to 16 from all backgrounds and walks of life, from gamers and fans of fantasy films, TVs, books, escape room enthusiasts, D&D players, LARPers, to anyone who just loves competition. If you are a teenager between 13 and 16 and you're interested, please have a parent or legal guardian fill out the online application at www.thequest.com castingcrane.com and someone from our team will be get will get, reach out to you in the next couple weeks no matter what you've accomplished in life no matter what you've done no matter what you've done today no matter what you've done yesterday no matter what you do tomorrow there will be nothing more important than you being a parent to your child. My guest today displays this incredibly. Award-winning singer-songwriter Leah West joins me to talk not only about her career a little bit, but mostly about being a mother and her upbringing. And, and right now, the time that we're living in is such a critical time uh, to focus in on your kids. You know, the majority of us are stuck at home. We have to be home. And this is a time where we could possibly just hand off devices and and let them watch YouTube or Netflix or Hulu or play video games. And while, you know, that can be a thing to do, we can also take time and play outside with them, do art projects, um, get creative and and kind of really dig at their brains and connect with them on a on a level that we normally wouldn't connect that's what we talk about today i'm so excited for you all to listen to this episode and uh you know what i I don't want to keep you waiting any longer without further ado here's my guest today leah west so yeah uh thank you so much for doing this i this is super exciting i know we've been kind of going back and forth for a while now no thank you so much for inviting me i I really (laughs) appreciate it just you know it's when you have kids it's kind of hectic yeah (laughs) you know oh and and uh the thing with this that makes i guess maybe different from other podcasts is uh my daughter is liable to run in here and just start chatting up a storm and if your kid does the same no pressure at all (laughs) it's just it's just how it is it's life of being a parent so yes especially now with the everybody's kids are at home oh my goodness it's been we like to take her to the park. We like to take her out for walks. We like to take her to visit her grandparents and stuff. This has been so difficult being stuck at home. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think a lot of the kids are feeling it on some emotional, spiritual level. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you have to, I guess, be more creative than normal and just do stuff with them that maybe you aren't usually used to doing or mm-hmm. just kind of going outside of the box per se. Yeah, my son keeps asking if we can, you know, go to some of the indoor playgrounds and to the park mm-hmm. and doing certain things. And I'm like, 
no, sweetheart, we can't. It's closed today. And he's like, why is it closed? I mean, he's three, so he's yeah. just trying to understand things. And I have talked to him about the virus. Um, right. But he, he he keeps asking, is the virus gone yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny. It's so, I don't know if it's just a little eerie just to hear them talk about that. Like, there's such a serious thing going on in the world. And they're, I mean, they're aware of it. Like, we can't do anything because this virus that's on the outbreak right now. It's just... Have you seen? I can't remember the name of the film, but there was a film. I think it was about World War II, and I think that it was uh, an Italian film, and it was about a father that was trying to keep his son uh, um, entertained and sort of unaware of the chaos that was um, happening around them with World War II. No, do you remember? What the, do you remember that film? Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was. It's you could see there's soldiers everywhere and there's war happening and there's bombings happening and this father is trying to make um his son he's trying to keep him happy during right. this whole thing and trying to keep him a little bit unaware um it's and it's not because we want to stick our heads in the sand just but, but just because he was so young right why would you put that heavy burden on a child right um when they're just just trying to come into the world and trying to you know make their way as it is I think it's something like Life is Wonderful. It won, I think it won an Academy Award. I'll have to check um, that out. I, I've never seen it, but I can totally relate to that because I think even at three years old, my daughter's three as well, I think that they'll still have some sort of memories of this time in their life. Yes. Oh, so. I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I remember life when I was three. I, actually, my first memory was when I was about one and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. That's so crazy. So, <laughs> so they remember, they remember snippets i oh, mean yeah. i may remember everything but i mean definitely do any so. of us remember everything no no definitely <laughs> no. not definitely not all right well so you are a a singer a songwriter a mother you you do it all and uh i, I imagine you have pretty busy schedule or or you did before this all struck like how do you manage that how are you able to manage being a full-time mom and yet continue to uh, produce the content that you're producing as far as writing and singing and recording your music? Um, I'm definitely very busy every day is mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm busier than ever. Um, and sometimes it's, I, I think when you become a parent, you have to become a master of managing your time. Yes. It becomes that much more important because, um, before we had an alarm alarm clock and maybe you could press this news button, but when your child comes in the room and you know at <laughs> five thirty or whatever in the morning, it's like there's no snooze button. You can't mm-hmm. say go back to well, you can't say go back to sleep, but you've already been woken up now. Um so you just have to start the day when your child gets up in the morning and and sometimes you're getting up at middle of the night and you're tired, and you don't have the same energy and you definitely don't have the same uh, luxury of being able to nap whenever you want to because you're caring for another being or other beings, plural. Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, it's just one child. Um, but some things just have to go on the back burner. I mean, it, it's just about priorities. And I'm definitely not producing as much as I was. But at the same time, I'm starting to get back into the rhythm. Like today and yesterday, I've um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. So um, we're doing some songs and mixing some songs from afar. So um, that little bit of time where, um, you know, my son will go out with his father and, you know, they'll you go for a bike ride or for a walk. You know, I have a little bit of time to myself. Um, and before all this, you know, I had um, some childcare 
um, for a few days a week, which helped out a lot too. Um, but yeah, if you have child home with you 24 seven, it, it makes it challenging because you're caring for that person. And my son has a personality that he's very interactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pretty different as a kid. I was a quiet child and I like to be alone a lot. I like, I was very, um, artistic and I kind of like to draw and be by myself and play by myself a lot. And I still have a lot of loner tendencies. Um, but my son is different. He likes to be in groups. He's very social. He likes to have constant interaction. So because, um, he's, when he's home with me, um, I don't want to say I get nothing done because the, the, the goal is to spend that time and being present for him, but the other things just have to go on the back burner. Yeah. And that's just, that's just part of the reality. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not going to, not going to be like that forever. Um, and I, I'm reminded when I talk to people who have, you know, kids that are much older, either teenagers or twenties, and you'll say, you'll be begging for these years to come back when they sit on your lap and you get to snuggle with them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to remember that every time I'm like, I need time to myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's being reminded by, by our friends, by our peers and by, um, the older generation that say you have to enjoy this time for what it is. Cause it won't be like this forever. Well, it, personally, like looking back when my daughter was crawling and, and, or even not even crawling. And I was thinking, man, I cannot wait till the point that she is somewhat mobile. So she can be a little self-sufficient. And then now where she's running all over the place, I, my thoughts go back to, can we go back to that time? Can we go back to where you're just sitting there for a little bit? So, <laughs> so we can have that time. Right. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I guess you don't realize that, that you want the thing that's going on right now until, until you get down the road and you don't have that anymore. Exactly. So I, and, and I'm totally the kind of person I like to work on my own. I like to have my quiet time, Mm -hmm. Um, but I just, I've, I, like I said, it's, it's, it's reminding yourself of what you have now and being grateful for those things, even if, you know, you feel like something else is waiting and, and you hear those stories and you, you look at it from the other end, like when a child feels that their time with you is not valuable, they pick up on it. They may not be able to verbalize exactly how it feels, but they feel it on some level when you prioritize something else over them. So I'm always trying to make sure my child um, feels valued Mm-hmm. And there's a difference, you know, he can't get endless attention because there's, he's, he's going to go on to the real world and realize it doesn't work like that. But having your parents um, acknowledge you and acknowledge the value you bring into their life is extremely important and to not push them aside as them being annoying or taking away from other things that they want to do because you had a child for a reason. Right. Um, so, and you have to make them feel that they're, that they're special to you and that, that you value, um, the time that you spend together. It's very important for their, um, development for their brain and to feel nurtured and cared for. Um, and you know, we just, you're not going to be able to, you know, like I know a lot of people are doing Netflix and chill right now during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing Netflix and chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, I, we're, you know, building block towers and we're going for, um, you know, walks around the block, especially right. now that the weather's getting a little bit nicer. You know, my son doesn't want a Netflix and chill. He wants to be active and doing things. He wants to be playing paddle ball and he wants to be playing soccer and he wants to be out there. So I just said, well, this is my time with him and I've 
wanted to have a, a child for so long and, you know, I'm going to give him the time. Wow. I, uh, I could not agree more with everything that you just said there. Um, I, I firmly believe that, you know, interacting with your child is, uh, as, is, I want to say it's a responsibility. It's something that, that as a parent you love to do and it doesn't matter what interest they have. It's if they have an interest in something, then that should be something that you uh, kind of help push them to love even more. Yes. No matter what. And my, exactly. And um, it's funny because um, when I grew up, my, my parents were very young um, so my mom was a teenager when she got married and then she got pregnant soon after that. And I was her first child. And my dad was also very young. He was just a few years older than my mother and they didn't really have much and they had to work a lot. And my sister and I, my sister's a year and a half younger than me and we were in daycare a lot. So I didn't get to spend as much time with my parents as I would have liked to. And I didn't understand anything else until I got older, but I wanted to make sure that my, I wanted to balance. I, I knew that I wanted to have some childcare for my son so that he could, you know, play with other kids and have a new experience. But at the same time, I wanted to give him more of me as well and, and find a balance between that because my parents had to work a lot. And my mom was going to nursing school when I was very young mm-hmm. um, because they didn't have much. So I didn't have that the luxury of being able to spend a lot of quality time with my parents. That doesn't mean they didn't love us or they didn't want to. It's just that they had choices to make because they both came from poorer families. So they didn't have parents that could give them money and that sort of thing. They had to earn whatever their rent costs and whatever food costs, et cetera. Um, so I'm in a slightly better position than my parents were. So I'm, I feel like, okay, you know what? I've, I've waited a little bit longer to have, and I wasn't a teenager, um, like my parents were. And, um, so I want to give my son that time. Um, the other thing is that, um, you know, I, I grew up with my sister, so I did, I, my brother came along 12 years after I was born or sorry, 11 and a half years he was born after, um, I was born. So it was a big difference, but I had just been around my sister all that time. And I didn't have, even though I went to school with boys, most of my friends and interactions were with girls. Um, so when my brother came along and I kind of was like the second little mommy because I was at that age where you could kind of babysit and watch over him. Mm-hmm. And I realized what a different energy, you know, my brother was to <laughs> my sister and I. And, you know, and everyone has their own unique individual energy, but there was definitely a different dynamic with my brother that he brought into the family. And my son is the same way. I'm, I was very different than he was um, growing up. Kind of and more. that being said, my sister was different for me too. I mean, we're yeah. all different, like I said, but my, my, my son has a very, you know, sort of dynamic, you know, out there. You know, Just energy. constantly going. Yeah, exactly. It, and, uh, and, and, and I don't have that typicality. So it yeah. brings me out of my comfort zone yeah. a little bit. Uh, um, so, so he's teaching me just as much as I'm teaching him, believe it or not. I know a lot of people say that and it sounds cliche, but it is really true. Are you saying that he's the kind of kid that wakes up with 100% energy and falls asleep with 100% energy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at nighttime, it's like, okay, it's yeah. time to wind down. Yeah. <laughs> so, and he's talking, he's telling me about his day and he's asking me questions. And it's like, it's, you know, 730 at night. I'm like, okay, buddy, we've got to wind down. <laughs> 
Time for bed. I, uh, I, our daughter, uh, I, I feel like she hit three and there was just a whole nother, uh, it, it's a whole different ball game. Not to say that it's bad by any means, but I think she hit a mark where she has constant energy. She would wind down about a year ago or so, but now she's just, there's no stopping. She just constantly is on the run, wanting to do stuff, wanting to interact and wanting to just not stop. Yes. No, so it's it's great and it, it gets me out. Um, we we had a dog for a really long time and and she passed away last year. But my dog used to get me out all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and now and now it's my son getting me out all the time. So sometimes we, I think, uh, on some other level, we invite that what we need into our lives that we don't necessarily have ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so my son definitely brings a new energy into my life because he's, he's pretty different than I am, um, yeah. which, but it's good. And there's so much like tenderness and love between us. And, um, I wanted to make sure that, um, you know, it's interesting because I've always been very, uh, for women's rights and the women's movement and, um, a strong believer in that. And mm-hmm. I do believe that there's still a big inequality in the world. However, um, you know, in talking and listening to like some podcasts as well and listening to some men's groups, mm-hmm. men sort of feel, um, not all men, but some men feel left behind too, as if, you know, maybe they were forgotten about it and they don't need the same emotional support. Mm-hmm. And the reality is we all need emotional support. Um, and we all need to be supporting each other. And we all need to be bringing the awareness to the different sexes and to, you know, different people around the world and, and making and acknowledging that everybody has needs and everybody has emotional, spiritual, cultural needs that need to be met. Um, and like I said, it's not just inequality between men and women, but there's inequality, you know, different parts of the world. But now that I'm a mother of a son, I also want to make sure that he feels that, you know, he is loved and he is nurtured. Mm-hmm. And because um, I think there was a generation where, you know, people thought boys needed to be tough and, you know, no crybabies and that sort of thing. And I think that's really not natural. Right. Um, because boys and men need to to have their tender, softer side acknowledged. Um, and I don't think that makes them any less tough, any less manly. And in fact, I think it makes them more of a gentleman. I mm-hmm. think that makes them more um, diplomatic and fair when they have their needs met as well. So I feel like the mother, as the mother of a son, it's very important for me to find that balance for him and acknowledge the emotions, emotional needs that he has as well. And being able to teach him that at a young age will, I mean, throughout his entire life will make him into a better individual and be able to easily express himself and his feelings as opposed to trying to learn that as a, as an adult male. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and you know, we're, we're going to fail. We're going to fail as parents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like you're, Every day you're going to make mistakes. Right. Um, but we're evolving and we're growing together. And I feel like the older I get, the more I realize you're never going to know everything. You're never going to 
be the perfect parent. It's just not going to happen, but you do your best. You really try your best. And when you fail or, you know, that, that those moments where you feel frustrated and you yell, and then a few minutes later you go, Oh, I shouldn't have yelled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a constant learning process, but, but it's about communicating with your child. Mm-hmm. Like if you have a meltdown, just like they have meltdowns, cause we're all human. It's about sitting down afterwards and talking about it. And, and acknowledging what happened, you know, and that we all get frustrated and being able to be um, okay with our imperfections and the fact that we're going to fall down and fail once in a while and not feeling guilty about that because um, some people are naturally very hard on themselves and I know I am Mm -hmm. and I can already see that in my son. So I feel like he's the type of child, he already gets it. Um, so I don't need to, um, I don't need to put him in line a lot. Right. He already kind of puts himself in line. And I know every kid is different in that way. Um, so I, I have to use a real gentle approach, but sometimes I have to be firm. But I think there's a difference between being firm and being harsh. And it's it's also finding that balance too. Right. I, I think when when growing up between yourself and myself, parenting was way different then. Things are, are I guess, being done differently to children nowadays. Um, and, and not to say that, you know, the way that my parents raised me was bad or the way that your parents raised you was bad, but uh, I, I feel like there's a lot less of go to your room or stand in the corner or don't do this or you'll get spanked. There's more of a uh, sit down, let's talk about what happened even at such a young age and try to explain right. to them because they're little humans, they're little people and they get things. Yes. Yeah. My, there's no, there's no hitting into my household. Mm-hmm. And my son behaves perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, I don't think that you ever need to hit a child. Um, that doesn't mean you don't need to be firm with them and create right. very clear boundaries. I think that's the difference between, um, well, my parent, my parents did not hit me either, right. but, um, but there was, you know, in my generation growing up, there were a lot of parents that did hit yeah, and I was aware of that. And I, you know, I remember seeing it a lot as a kid. Um, my father never raised a hand to me. Never, never, never. He's a very peaceful man. Um, he doesn't believe in violence whatsoever. I mean, he was a, he was a great father, a very quiet man, but he never, ever hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, he just didn't believe in it. And, you know, I feel very fortunate because I know that's not the reality for a lot of people right. even today. Yeah. Um, so I also vowed that I was going to be, um, you know, this was, I mean, that, that's just part of my life anyway. I'm a nonviolent person. Right. I believe in peace that's good, and love. That's good and to that hear. Kind of yeah. Yes. Oh, no, for sure. Um, but I, yeah, I definitely don't think that anybody needs to be hitting their children. Like that is just not even, my, my child is extremely well behaved. Not always, but mm-hmm. in, in general, he's, he's a very kind, gentle child. Um. And I, I just don't think that we ever need to hit our children to get a point across. No. You know, sometimes you need to raise your voice a little bit <laughs> and be firm and break clear boundaries. <laughs> this is not appropriate or that's not okay. And surely, you know, kids do lash out and they may hit us um, because they're finding their boundaries as well. Yeah. But then you have to say back to them, that's not okay. You hold their hand when they're trying to hit. No, no, no. We mm-hmm. don't hit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so just, you know, <laughs> saying that it's not okay and we're not going to be doing that because I, I definitely don't want him to think that that's okay either. I'd like to have the same example that I had in my household for him as well. 
Kudos to you. That's that's absolutely incredible. And I think, you know, if if you honestly, I think spanking a kid, hitting a kid is kind of demeaning demeaning to their uh, mentality. It's kind of saying, hey, we're jumping straight to this because I don't believe that you can understand why I, I can't explain to you and you won't understand my explanation to you as to why this is happening right now. That's, uh, but I also believe that it, there's there's um, value in giving them space. And I think that people of all ages, when they're feeling frustrated, it's just not a good idea sometimes to be talking about something in the heat of the moment because right. you're in the middle of, um, you know, you're, you're extremely frustrated or you're, in the, you're feeling a sense of rage or anger and the point is not going to get across in that moment. So no. at that time, so, so I've seen sometimes when my son gets incredibly frustrated with something or he doesn't get his way, or sometimes he actually gets, just gets frustrated because he can't do something the way I can or an adult can. I and mean, he gets frustrated himself and he gets angry and I can see that. So I encourage him to take a deep breath. And if he's not in the place to hear me say, take a deep breath, they said, okay, we're going to take a five minute break. Mommy's going to go in this room and then you're going to calm down a little bit. And he does. Um, and, but I think as parents, sometimes we get in, we get sucked into that emotion that they're in mm -hmm. and we want to get, we get frustrated with their frustration. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think it's important for us also to take a step back. We've, we've started, um, actually I kind of have a, very beautiful story, but um, I had a very traumatic birth. Okay, you, if you um, can go into it, if you're comfortable with it, um, it was hard to talk about for a little bit. Okay. But um, I've 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 been to counseling about it because I, I was having a lot of panic attacks after my um, the birth, mm -hmm. and I was uh, having a lot of nightmares and lots of trouble sleeping. Oh my goodness! Um, but I had uh, emergency C-section, which I know is not. A lot of people have that, and it's traumatic for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But my epidural did not work, oh. um, so I felt the entire surgery. And it was also when um, my my son was uh, he was having trouble mm -hmm. at the end, and he was just not going to come out. And um, anyway, it yeah. was it was not looking good for either of us. And, um, so he was born and I was, I forget what they call it, but there's, there's something when your body trembles, um, out of control. And that's what was happening to my body. Cause I was going into shock. The seizure? Not a seizure, but it's like a, it's a trembling okay. that happens. Like when your body's like, it's not a seizure, but it's like when your body's uncontrollably shaking. Mm -hmm. and, and someone did talk to me about it before because they had a similar experience. Um, I just can't, there's a specific name for it. Anyway, I had that for several days after the birth. And, um, and so I wasn't able to see my son for several hours after oh my that. Goodness. But, um, when we finally, when I was finally able to see my son again, I wasn't really able to hold him right away because I was too weak from, um, from the surgery, yeah. but we started to, um, like meditate with him and, and own with him. Mm -hmm. And it seemed to really calm him down, um, as a baby. And it, he was just very 
And I, I had started doing that when he was in, in the womb in, inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I would just do, um, you know, just like I was a way to calm myself down. And mm-hmm. I knew he could hear me. Uh, so when I, when we would do that after he was born, it just seemed to, he just seemed fascinated. Like his eyes just went very still and he seemed very fascinated and he calmed down. Oh. And um, we've actually found this children's meditation program mm-hmm. and it's really, really sweet. Um, the, the person that walks you through the meditation, it's, it's online, it's an app and it says, imagine all the air your breathing goes into a balloon and it talks about take a deep breath. And it says, you're a wonderful, special child. Aww. And, and he, and it's amazing. Cause you think, Oh, a three-year-old won't get that. Mm-hmm. He absolutely gets it. And I think, I think three-year-olds will get it. And I think even children younger than that, even if they don't understand all the words or what's happening, there's just an energy involved and it really calms him down. It really centers him. Um, and it's really beautiful. And I think that, you know, a lot of schools are starting to incorporate that time where people can clear their mind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing the shift that you see in his demeanor, like before and after just taking, and it's only five minutes. Um, Cause I don't think any kid would last much longer. Yeah. They, their attention span wouldn't take it that long, but that's, yeah. that's incredible. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. So it's, it's really sweet. And, you know, at the end when, you know, the, um, the speaker says, you know, you're a wonderful, special child. Enjoy your day. And he just comes with a big glowing smile. And he feels very <laughs> peaceful afterwards. And it's, it's really sweet. It's really sweet. That is. Um, but I think, you know, and I've heard of some of my friends who are in like in a different uh, daycare. They, they started to incorporate doing yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's fantastic. Yeah, because we didn't we didn't have that. I mean, and, and I and I felt like a lot of my life as you know, young person always felt chaotic like I was just always being sort of moved around from one place to another mm-hmm. not really feeling like a, like I was consciously participating in my own life more I was just being dropped off here or go into this class or go over here but to be able to feel like you have a sense of control of your own world I think is very important for children yeah yeah that's uh especially when they get into the age of, of going to school it's almost like they don't have time to just stop and think for themselves for a minute and just put the device down put the school books down just just to sit and have a moment to themselves and like you said take control for themselves this is very special mm-hmm. very special wow. yeah and i think a lot of people are starting to question like what are we learning in school what's mm-hmm. important what's not important you know is this still relevant um and i don't have the answers to that but i i definitely look back at my schooling and i think a lot of people did and go do we did we really need to sit through a year of that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah are we even using any of that today um, and there, but there are a lot of other life skills. I feel like we never learned. Like I never understood about, you know, balancing a checkbook or yep. understanding what, how you, how do you buy a house? How do you save up for a house? How do you pay mortgage payments? How are they calculated? And yep. sort of things that I think could really make people a lot more productive in society Yes. rather than just, you know, learning about trigonometry yeah. I and mean, how, When's how important is trigonometry? trigonometry in our day-to-day life it's just you know maybe if you go into certain fields it would be but why are we all learning about this so it's not necessary right no so i think there's i think over the next i think even during this pandemic i mean definitely this pandemic is awful but everything in life 
has a good side and a bad side to it. Clearly, the bad side of the pandemic is people are getting sick and dying. Right. But there's got to be the other side to it. And what is the other side to it? And people are pointing it out. People are saying the earth is cleaner. Yeah. You know, people are going to realize we don't need to be commuting an hour a day in some cases or some people Mm -hmm. even more to be going to a job. Like what can we be doing at home? And, um, and I think a lot of people are also rethinking schooling and education and that Mm -hmm. sort of things. Um, so I think there, there is going to be some positive changes that will eventually come out of this pandemic in that realm as well. I don't know what they are yet, but, (laughs) but I I can already feel them and people are already talking about them. You can see it on social media. People are having thoughts they haven't had before. Yeah. And I think reflecting back on this time, maybe a year from now, or once this all kind of subsides, uh, we will look at the things that, that came out of this, the positive things that came out of this, and we'll see them being used in the future and, and applied to society in the future. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Leah, I don't want to keep you any longer. This has been a, uh, this has been such a great, it's just been a pleasure to chat with you over the phone thank here. you and, well, uh, i i, pre- I actually went so fast yeah <laughs> uh i have like five questions written down that i thought well sure. these would be backups just in case but we didn't even touch them so if if you're up for it maybe sometime in the distant future we could have you back on and maybe we could touch on your career and stuff but just hearing your your perspective on parenting raising kids and life itself has just been so positive and encouraging and i absolutely thank you for even sharing your your birthing experience because i know that uh, it's that obviously was not an easy thing for you to do. So thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, uh, you know, making sure we did this. Cause <laughs> I know it's taken, it's taken a little coordination it's on both right. of our ends. Um, yeah, so I really appreciate that. And thank you for hearing me out. I, I know I've, probably went off a little bit too long no, no, I, I, it's, I, I get worried about keeping the guests too long because you know I obviously um, you've got stuff that you have to do but is is where can people find you where can people reach you if they want to contact you or, or keep up with you as far as your music goes and, and life in general um I do have some really amazing songs coming out soon so I'm really excited about that okay um, and I do post, post stuff on my son and I um you know, I, I always will make sure it's, uh, appropriate. Right. And, um, and yeah, he's a wonderful child and he's, he loves to be out there and he's very social. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I respect, you know, that he's going to be growing up. And, um, so it's a balance for me. Right. Um, right. and every parent has different, uh, feelings about that. And I totally respect that. This is just what feels right for me. Okay. Um, but, but I'm pretty easy to find Leah West, uh, L E H W E S T. Um, you can find me at leahwest.com. Um, I'm pretty searchable on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you know, and then the, the music places like YouTube, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, and I'm out there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I Googled uh, your name the other day when trying to get ready for this. And yeah, uh, immediately just everything came up as far as social media and music and everything. So pretty yeah. easy to find. But Yeah. And with this uh, pandemic, I've, I've written a couple of songs that I am really excited to put, put out because I feel like they're really appropriate for our time. And I, I feel like, you know, some people need to hear certain certain elements in our life right now. And I feel like that's my job as a songwriter. I, uh, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you really was, you know, have you, have you been able to pull from everything that's going on in the world and, and translate that into music? 
Absolutely. I, 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 yeah, like I can't wait to share a couple of songs. I've like, I've just been working on like the last couple of days with my producer, mm-hmm. um, over FaceTime and, um, you know, just with the, the few hours that my, my, my son was being, uh, uh, distracted, <laughs> um, we were able to get some work done and I think we're going to be able to put out some pretty cool music, uh, during this pandemic. And I'm excited to share it with you. Yes. I can't wait to hear it. it is the last question is if there is one song that you could pick that you wanted our listeners to check out, what would it be? Um, right now, the song that I have out, um, I, I love, I think people really connect with Guardian Angel, which is my song for mothers. Mm-hmm. Um, and since this is, a, this is a show about uh, parenthood, um, I would love for people around the world to hear that song. It's already been shared millions of times, and I'm always touched by people's comments on it. So I'd say Guardian Angel, and then I have a song coming out very soon. It's not out yet, um, but depends on when this podcast comes out or how long people are listening to this podcast. But I have a song called Love Will Conquer All that's mm-hmm. coming out um, in the next few weeks. And I would hope that people will listen to that as well, because I think that's very appropriate for what's happening right now around the world. Awesome. All right, Leah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a great day. You and too. thank you to all the listeners as well. I really appreciate it. All right. Take care. Awesome. Leah, thank you so, so much for coming on to Parent Quest. It has been an absolute privilege talking to you. Uh, such a kind and knowledgeable individual. And uh, I really hope that you can come back on again in the future. Listeners, thank you so much for listening and your support. You guys are the best. And you can check out uh leah's social links in the show notes i'll also leave a link to guardian angel in the show notes as well so you can listen to that and uh be sure to send me a voice message and you can do that on anchor.fm slash parent just like her she did at the beginning of the show you also can send me a voice message a promo a question uh a what's up um anything and I would love to uh, put you on the show. I love you, listeners. And I guess the last thing I can say is this quest has been officially completed. Have a good week. Stay safe and stay inside. <laughs>